0: How well hydrated are you? Did you know the moment you experience thirst, you're already dehydrated? Dehydration can lead to a dip in both your physical and cognitive abilities. Stay ahead of the game and try out our friends over at SOS Hydration. SOS is a balanced electrolyte mix that helps you hydrate at three times the rate of water alone. Dr. Formulated SOS is an oral rehydration solution as effective as an IV drip. With only 3 grams of sugar, 10 calories, and added minerals, SOS is not only hydrating, but also great for boosting your immune system. Take SOS on the go with their easy-to-use stick packs and ready-to-drink bottles. Learn more about how you can stay hydrated with SOS Hydration by visiting their website, www.soshydration.com. You can also buy it online or pick some up at your local CVS or Walmart. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. I just read an amazing book. I mean, I've read a lot of books over the last 20 years working in health media. This book I would say is really in the top it's so thorough I love the holistic view it explains so many things that are going on for women this book is called hormone intelligence a complete guide to calming hormone chaos and restoring your body's natural blueprint for well-being it is by Aviva Rom MD Dr. Ram welcome to naturally savvy it is a pleasure to have you
1: it's a pleasure to be here. Please feel free to call me Aviva, and thank you for having me, and thank you for all those kind words about my book. My book, ba-
0: It is. Yeah. Well, your book, Baby, is outstanding. (laughs) I love in the book you write, welcome to a whole new medicine for women. And you write, I'm Dr. Aviva Rahm. The goal of this book is to change all that for you. And all of that is what we're going to talk about. To share practical, actionable, affordable guidelines that you know you can trust because they've been clinically proven and that really work to help you reclaim your hormonal, gynecological, and whole health. And that's what I love is that focus on the whole health. You know, one of the reasons I work in health media is I want to, offer my audience things that they can immediately put into action. And this book is like that. Now, when I said the goal of the book is to change all that for you, that's talking about, well, oh yeah, yeah, PMS, no big deal. Oh, heavy periods. Oh, that's not a big deal. Oh, you need a hysterectomy. That's no big deal. Oh, you know, this whole thing of women just, it's almost like women as a disease, right? You, you really get into that. Talk to us about this.
1: Yeah. So, um, wow, there's so much to unpack there. So for me, the book is really about changing the status quo in general um, that women are dismissed, disregarded, told this is just normal, told to just take the pill. So, you know, when I'm talking about a new medicine for women, I'm talking about how we're treated um, and also the answers that we're given. And I'm not, I'm a doctor. I'm not against the pill. I'm not against surgeries. It's just when those become the first answer for everything, something's wrong. And, you know, this idea that our hormones are more than just, a reproductive event. They're an important reproductive event for people who choose to reproduce. Or if we talk about an important gynecologic or, or a female health event for people who choose not to reproduce, but it's a lot more than that. And that gets to that whole health. So what's going on in our hormones isn't just what's happening every month when we get our period or ovulate, or when we go through menopause, those are actually a vital sign that tell us how our whole health is doing. And when I say whole health, I mean what's going on inside our bodies, but also the interface that we're having with our environment, whether that's the ecological environment and endocrine disruptors or stress or a very, um, consumer driven, patriarchal culture that we live in that drives lifestyles and life cycles that are not inherent with our own natural ones. So this new medicine for women is really about honoring women are not men. We're not small men. Pharmaceutically, uh, we need to be respected. We deserve to be heard. And also we need other solutions that are at our fingertips because when I look, I spent seven years in medical training and many years practicing. And I can tell you that we're not taught about food and the relationship between food and how we feel or food and our hormones. We're not taught about endocrine disruptors to the point that when I was applying for residency and I was applying at my alma mater for an ob residency and uh, my medical school alma mater, and I was being interviewed by an older gentleman who saw my application and said, um, Oh, I see that you're interested in studying as part of your residency, the role of endocrine disruptors on women's health, reproductive health. And I said, I am. And he looked at me and he said, Dr. Rum, you don't believe in that BPA crap, do you? And I'll never, words are emblazoned in my brain. You don't believe in that BPA, And I was like, well, actually I do. And ironically, it was about a decade later at that same medical school in that same department that Dr. Hugh Taylor blew open this um, huge amount of research that BPA is not only an endocrine disruptor, but it's so dangerous that the state that that school is in, Connecticut, banned BPA in shopping receipts because women mostly handle those. Right. Mostly, mostly the cashiers, women are mostly the shoppers, and in airline um, tickets because it's mostly women flight attendants handling those. And so, I mean, this is a big deal. So this new medicine is is very much including how our ecosystems and our environment and our lifestyles affect our hormones, and it's so important because it's not just excuse me, it's not just about PMS or period pain. It's about those things being a reflection of inflammation, blood imbalances, all the things that when we're fifty and fifty five and sixty and sixty five turn into cardiovascular risks. Weight risks, inflammatory risks, dementia risks, diabetes risks. So it's really important to understand it
0: now, even if your hormones are totally happy. Right. Well, that's why your book is so brilliant because all the things that you just talked about are in depth in the book. You also look at things: infertility, fatigue, low energy, hormonal migraines and headaches, menstrual cramps, miscarriages, sleep problems, thyroid, weight gain, exact, you know, fibroids, acne. I actually had a full hysterectomy about, I guess it's been six years, I had cantaloupe-sized fibroids, and they were pushing on my bladder, and I was okay with it, I had it laparoscopically, because my mother died of ovarian cancer at 57. Now, I tested negative for the BRCA gene, but I still kind of felt like, you know, I was already had a lot of uh, perimenopausal symptoms, and I figure I'll just get on a low dose of um, hormones, uh, bioidentical hormones, because I didn't want to just crash right into menopause. But I think if I had had your book and done more research. So now I'm like questioning and hoping you work with people who don't live near you. But anyway. I do. I do. And also, okay. they're like in their 50s. And they're having horrible bleeding every month.
1: And their they're fibroids are sitting on their bladder. They have to pee every three minutes. They're constipated because their bl- fibroids are, you know, they sit back. And now their fibroids are sitting on their rectum and intestines. And I'm like, look. You know, you have to make the choice of where you are in your life, how uncomfortable you are, is this getting in the way? And also, you know, look, it can be expensive and it can add up and it can take a lot of time to change your diet, do the supplements and all of that. And if you've been doing that for six months and it's still not getting where you need to go, hysterectomy can be game changing. But here's the thing. 30% of women over 60 will have a hysterectomy. I mean, please tell me what body part on a man that any, any, the government government, would be a full on program. If there was a body part that 30% of men got removed at any age. And we know from large studies that women who are being told they need a hysterectomy are not being directed to alternatives. And I don't mean herbal alternatives. I mean, pharmaceutical alternatives that can be as effective and help them avoid the surgery. And it's not just women who are 57, it's women who are 28 and 32 and 34. Wow. Who haven't had children yet. And and any of us, I mean, our, our uterus may be more important than we've yet to realize. And some new studies are showing that there may be a brain uh, uterus connection. So I think having a hysterectomy is a completely appropriate and reasonable choice. But are we making are we making all the options available along the way before we recommend that? And are we recommending it as if it's no big deal?
0: Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I said, for me, it was great. I love not having these condoms with my husband. We're having a great time, you know, but I, that's what I love about the book is you share these statistics that are pretty shocking. You know, women unseen and unheard, 85% of women have PMS, painful or heavy periods, at least three quarters of us talking about pelvic pain during sex. And if a doctor's like, "Well, that's just normal, that's some BS, right? And, and a lot of these things, it's ridiculous.
1: There's hundreds of millions of dollars lost to the economy every year simply because women who have painful periods, heavy periods, or PMS can't show up at work. So, okay, great. We know that that is a big global economic thing happening in our culture. But what we're not talking as much about is the fact that that economy is the reflection of women who are having trouble showing up at work. And so, you know, if that dude, that bro is showing up at work and able to make every single meeting every single month because he's not having a period, but you're having to miss three days of work a month, who's going to get that promotion? And it really is, you know, if you can't show up for the job interview because you're doubled over in pain, or if you can't feel like you can get through graduate school, this stuff is having a real impact on our ability to thrive and contribute the way we want to. Women who have endometriosis, look, I've worked with women who are in their thirties, forties, they have kids and you know, the soccer mom in the suburbs who you don't expect is taking narcotics because her endometriosis pain is so bad or she can't show up at the baseball practice or take her kids because she's at home in bed for several days a month. And so this is this invisible Illness, because it's not like we walk around looking like we have a broken arm. We function, and here's the double whammy: a lot of women will push through on medications because we don't want to personally be stigmatized or add to the culture cultural stigma of women can't do as much. Because look, there's proof. You know, you can't even work for three days a month because you have a period. And this is another important thing for me in the book is that if that is happening to you you're not broken. It's not your fault. But there are things that are affecting women's hormones right now that um, are bigger than just us individually. They're bigger than our genetics. They're bigger than just what we're eating and just what we're doing. But there is a lot of low hanging fruit that we do have influence over our diet, our environmental exposures, our sh- how we respond to stress, what we allow to bother us or not. And that's what I really hope is a big takeaway that There's a lot going on. There's a lot we can do about it. And there are simple steps that we can do every day that really make a difference.
0: Yeah, there really are. And that's why. And I, I want to let the audience know that this is part of a radio tour. So I have a very short window with you, but I'm hoping you'll come back because I have like 20 pages of I notes and people. there is so much in here. And, you know, even talking about how to get the health care you deserve, you have six tips. Uh, work with a woman. Remember you're the boss. Trust yourself. Be your own advocate. Bring an advocate. I love that. Know when it's time to break up. You talk about creating a health, a healing mindset, giving yourself love. And in your work, in your Worse, what would you say hormone intelligence actually means like what does that mean to you it's
1: two things it is this innate blueprint that we have had and the fact that you and i are here talking is proof of how perfect that innate blueprint is because it has kept women alive kept our whole entire planet of human beings alive since time immemorial right we have this perfect reproductive hormonal life cycle and arc so that's sort of the noun of it that's what it is but there's another part of it, which is a verb, and that is learning to understand the language of it and live in harmony with it really intentionally. So our hormones have their own languages. How do you know when you're in harmony with that blueprint? How do you know when you're, when you're not? And so it's just this beautiful,
0: innate intelligence that we all have and the intelligence to follow it. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by morphus for Menopause. Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, I I wrote a book and I talk all about foods that are good for your sexual health, but they're also good for your overall health. And that's kind of reminding me of your book that these things are going to help your hormones, but they're also going to help your overall health, eating for hormone health, eat real foods only rock steady energy and blood sugar, eat more plants, hydrate enough and wisely, indulge now and then the 95-5 rule. When you come back, we can really jump into this. But you also talk about the healthy fats and the nuts and seeds and so many things that are really important and the stress response.
1: You called like whole health for women because it's not just your estrogen and testosterone and progesterone. It's your- Which you
0: described, by the way, in like
1: epic detail. <laughs> I wanted this to be the book of like what what we never got in uh, that grade school class. It's like, starting over let's start with what we never got and let's get it now
0: well you you gave it to us for Thank sure you. Thank for sure you know i have a question about the pill so my daughter is almost 17 and she's starting to date i don't know what to do because i don't want her to get pregnant even if most teenagers were to do fertility awareness method i mean the
1: reality is your biological drive is to have sex when you're fertile and so like let's try to override that's like stopping a mac truck with your you know your hand out <laughs> it is not, it's not gonna happen for most teenage girls so the pill is an option, and I think as long as the, um, the, the young woman doesn't have risk factors, you know, migraine with aura, heavy smoking, things like that, no. family history or personal history of blood clots, and she can go on, um, you know, like the lowest progestin pill, it's a reasonable option as long as she knows the risks and as long as she's not on it forever and ever. Okay. IUD is actually a phenomenal option. It's, it's a scary thought for most teenage. I mean, you, can do, you can do heavy dosing of ibuprofen heating pads. It's uncomfortable if you've not had a baby to have it put in, but it's a set it and forget it. And they get five to seven years. And if you do the hormone one, it's like super low dose, you know, things like diaphragms, I think are tough because, um, they're not going to, they're not going to insert that. They're still so awkward with their bodies. Most girls are not going to so you know you do end up leaning into the pill Um, I I personally did I did natural family fertility awareness that age but not everybody wants to so I think that as long as a young woman is educated she's on a low dose she knows the risks um, I think it's a reasonable option personally the main thing is to make sure that anyone on the pill and this is really important for our daughters that they're taking a multivitamin and a vitamin D because the pill does deplete those nutrients. The other thing is that the pill is a real contributor to depression in young women, and the studies are clear on—oh wow—girls who go on the pill who develop depression then need an antidepressant for it. So, oh that's yeah, really aware of you know as moms, but also for them that this is a risk factor for depression we don't want to psych you out but if you're having depression please let us know don't live with that don't just assume it's you it really is a side effect of the pill so we can try a different dose but again getting on that multivitamin and that fish oil may help buffer it maybe some of the impact is hormonal but it may be some of the impact is the depletion in magnesium and be complex and the things that happen along with the pill we have to teach our girls is that the pill prevents pregnancy. It does not prevent sexually transmitted infections. So we have to get comfortable insisting on condoms. Yes. Super, super comfortable. There's a great company called Sustain. I don't have a financial relationship oh, with it. Oh, yeah. But um, it was started by a woman in grad school who was like, my friends are not comfortable talking to guys about condoms. They get slut-shamed when they go into stores and buy condoms or they're too embarrassed to do it. So she created an online uh, company, they're in stores too, but where it's really female positive about condom purchase, and I really like that about the company. And then they do a latex. Uh, it's it's got latex, but it's like a like just a more uh, free sh- fair trade. Um, oh, cool company. So yeah, that's a good one.
0: That's amazing. Now. Aviva, I have to let you go. So tell us how to find you and then I'm going to quickly get your information <laughs> when we're done because you've got to come back. I feel like we've got to have a continuation. I, I barely scratched the surface. So how do we find out more about you?
1: To find me avivaram.com simple. If you purchase Hormone Intelligence, go to avivaram.com forward book, because there are some nice little bonuses that come um, with getting the book. So that'll also bring you right into my website. If you're on Instagram, dr.avivaram. And if you're a Facebook person, avivarammd. And those are all the places I hang out. And so yeah, come hang out with me, get the book. Um, there's going to be book clubs starting in July. Nice.
0: So yeah, it's gonna Yeah, be- you're